0: Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig. So let's get started. Welcome back. Today's topic is conflict resolution. It's something that we need to do with ourselves and with others in our life. And no one escapes it. It's just part of human nature, And we all have different ways of viewing the world, and sometimes we're going to have issues that come up where we don't see things the same way, or we feel slighted, or something goes on where if we don't address it, it's going to leave an undercurrent between us and the person we're dealing with, or we're not going to be able to really be present for ourselves and know what's going on for ourselves For myself, I grew up in a home where my dad was a rageaholic. So I equated anger and conflict. There was no separation to me. My way of dealing with it was to be in the fear and isolate, shut down, stuff down my emotions. And then later, it would be a kind of passive-aggressive energy where I might not say something but my actions and how I was would not be really forthright and really honest because I didn't know how to express that. And it happens for a lot of us because we grew up in families, they haven't been taught these skills, and we carry on the same habits that we learned in our family. Studies show that in times of high stress, we revert back to how we learned. Different skills in our family. So, unless we actually practice these skills and use them on a regular basis in times of stress, we're going to revert back. Because the thing is, when we're in a high emotional state, our thinking brain is shut down, and the old brain, the kind of survival part of our brain, kicks in. And then we can get defensive, we can shut down wanting to connect and just take care of ourselves and not understand that this is just a survival mechanism that we can actually name and move beyond. So it's really important to be aware of how you deal with conflict and build some skills around it. And I really needed to learn this. Where I work corporately, I dealt with a lot of clientele that had a lot of conflict, either with me as a decision maker or just life in general. And I really had to learn to set boundaries and do different things that I wasn't comfortable with initially. So it was really important for me to learn to do this in a more healthy way because by stuffing it down, all I did was end up getting sick myself. And that was part of the cancer journey for me, was not dealing with my own feelings and the trauma from my past. And it wasn't until I could actually look at that and release it, could I actually be more present and more comfortable with the skills, knowing that I am worth it and it's important for me to be who I am and have that choice. The past does not have to define us. So I trained in conflict resolution. I did a full certification and we did both mediation and negotiation. Mediation was much simpler for me because I could deal with the two people and have them come together, and I'd already really been that peacemaker with others. One of my family dynamics was to be in these kind of triangles between people, and some of my training in the past, you may be familiar with John Bradshaw, he talked about those family dynamics and the triangles of how we get in the middle so we can be the person who relays the message to the other person so they don't have to deal with it directly. Or we take the brunt of the whatever the feelings are or the physical harm or whatever it is. So we're kind of that go-between and the savior for the other person. So this is an easy dynamic to get into and seeing it and be able to move beyond it is really important if you find yourself doing that for others. So what I found was doing the negotiation, it was learning to bring my whole self and what I needed. So I had to really look at that and what was important to me so I could actually negotiate around it. And so it was really enjoyable when I finally learned these skills and found life was just so much simpler. So many times we're in situations and it's like the elephant in the room because there's this undercurrent and no one is talking about it, but yet we can feel it. So if we're not ready or willing to do this, then we're not going to be really connected. There's going to be some kind of gap between that connection that you want. So I was in a book called The One Thing Every Mom Needs to Know and my chapter was on partner conflict resolution. So I provided a five-step process to work through conflict. The context was around a partnership with children. And the concepts can be used in any area of your life, again, with yourself or with others. So the first step is be curious. And that was one of the founding pieces in the training was be curious, all behavior makes sense, at least to that person. It may not to us initially. And that's why having that curiosity to find out why they think the way they think, what's important to them, getting beyond the surface response to really why is it important. And this helps to build a bridge, which includes looking at, is there some middle ground? Is there ways that we can look at it? And I can look from your perspective and build some empathy around what's going on for you. And you build that empathy around what's going on for me. It may not be the exact same instance for the other person. However, we can relate to the feelings or what people are going through From our own perspective, from a similar situation. So, really being able to talk about that and having the openness and the willingness can really bring you farther, faster to resolve conflicts. The second step is don't take things personally. So often we get into this kind of defensive mode about you're wrong, I'm right. And whatever you say, I'm going to take personally. So I'm going to bring more drama in. I'm going to be more reactive. And the more we can see that this is just them expressing what's important to them and not taking it on. Now, if they're blaming you for something, that is not correct. So that's around creating a boundary and really being clear that I'm going to talk about things from my perspective and how it's affecting me and not blame or shame you around whatever that you did or I think you did. Because really, I don't know your intent. So unless I ask you about that and understand it, we're just speculating and we're projecting onto the other person, often what we find missing in ourselves. So what do you really want for the outcome? And that will help you to have that bigger picture and have some framework around how can we actually work together and not take it personally because we're looking at how to resolve this thing that's between us, that's a different entity than my personal um, place of feeling like you're attacking me. Step three is acknowledging your part in it. You know, it's so easy to point fingers and say, you did this and blah, blah, blah. But really, as the saying goes, it takes two to tango. So what is our part in it? This is about learning to take responsibility for ourselves and our actions. Sometimes we know the person quite well, and we can push buttons that we know are there. And sometimes we see ourselves doing it, and we feel a bit helpless and it's too late. We've said something or done something that maybe wasn't the best thing to do in the situation. So how can I apologize, make amends, and really acknowledge that's what I did? And from a place of humility and understanding that we are human, we do make mistakes. So letting go of any perfectionism around how we... Are there, what we've done, and finding that kindness for ourselves and for the other person, which builds into compassion and understanding. And really, until we build more kindness into the world, and really bring that forward in ourselves, this kind of problems, these kind of conflicts are going to continue in the world. So the more that we can deal with it ourselves and shift that perspective and that vibration, the more we can change things on the planet. So diffuse the drama, be able to hear what the other person's truth is, and be willing to acknowledge the dynamic that you brought to the situation. Step four is choose happiness. And this may be about compromise. Really look at what is the issue? How is impor- How important is it to you? What's more important? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? So how can you work together and see that we both want this particular outcome? Maybe it's using one particular idea, checking that out seeing if it works or not, if it doesn't, coming back together later and saying, yeah, that didn't work so well, how can we come up with another solution? Maybe it's setting time aside to actually brainstorm some ideas around the solution rather than just saying, this is the way I see it and that's the way you see it and there's no room for movement on either side. And there can be that outside-the-box thinking, different solutions, different ideas, and also agreeing to disagree. And maybe that's where the happiness comes in. It's because we've understood each other. I know where you're coming from. And we have differing opinions, and that's okay. I don't have to make the other person wrong. It's just simply understanding. So that's part of the empathy and understanding each other. And we can't get stuck in that kind of black and white thinking or things will never move. So what are the common elements and bringing those together and seeing how that might be a basis and a foundation for the solutions that you're looking for? Step five is fight fair. You know, there's the stereotype of the person who comes in and brings up every specific incident from the past. You did this then and you did this again here. And really, the more we can be present on what's going on in the here and now, the more successful this is going to be. So when you can let that go out of the particular situation in the present, you can always address that at a separate point when there isn't the emotion and the issue at hand playing out in front of you. So it's important to say, yes, there have been issues in the past. Let's deal with this specific issue. And this might actually address those past issues. So it's about what's going on, looking at the specific behaviors and talking about the behaviors, not attacking the person. When we deal with children, We often talk about, I love you, but the behavior that I didn't like is fill in the blank. And it's the same with adults. These skills are the same things that we use with adults. And really bringing in the I statements. This is what's important for me. This is how I feel. And allowing the other person to do that as well. So it's not about projecting onto the other person what they are doing or not doing. It's an assessment versus a judgment to say this is a specific behavior or this is what you said or what I remember you said and then checking in with that person to see if that is what happened from their perspective or not. So this is about, again, not taking it personally because if we're too defensive, we're not going to hear that and what is important. So it all comes back to self-awareness. The only thing that we can do when we're in high stress physically is to breathe. So the more that we bring in breathing practices throughout our day and practice that in times of higher stress, we can lean into that and use that tool to just breathe and be more present, release attention and refocus. Our brain needs oxygen to think. And if our Higher brain is starting to shut down, that breath will help to bring you more present. And this is the only place where we can affect change is in the present. So, one of the bonus tips I gave was to really create the importance of the situation. So, having agreements up front maybe it's around we will only use I statements, this is the time allotted, this is the place so we have a place where we're not interrupted. And having what are the any other agreements that you want around what the process is, if you don't complete it, is there agreement to set up another time if someone is triggered and needs some time and space away from the situation, how is that going to be negotiated, and whatever is specific to the situation could be different depending on whether it's romantic family. work situation. So when I created my chapter, I also created a PDF download that's like a little bookmark that you can put on your fridge or carry in your purse and just have a quick look to look at these five steps and see where am I in the process? How does this apply to the situation I'm in, whether it's again personally, or in a situation with someone else? So you're welcome to join me in our new Facebook group, A Life of Choice Community, and the download will be available in the group. Thank you and have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.